Hi, I'm Brittany Bly. And I'm Anna Marie Newell, and welcome to Pilot Lights. The podcast brought to you by two highly unqualified adults who break down pilot episodes of new and old TV shows. And just so you know, this podcast comes with a permanent spoiler alert. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Pilot Lights. I don't know why I'm talking weird. <laughs> My name is Anna Marie, and I'm here with Brittany. How are you doing? I'm was I I'm grumpy. Yeah, <laughs> it was so grumpy today. But you know what? Overall, it's fine. I'm good. Yeah. Well, we're here. Are, yeah. Now. Yeah. We're here. I love recording with you. I looked forward yeah. to this all day. Ugh, me too. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I also did not have a great. Day. I was like tired most of the day because I had bad dreams last night. And I I know I usually have like good, realistic, boring dreams. Yeah. <laughs> uh this was like very traumatic. And so I felt like I was constantly waking up. Waking up, is that before you uh, go awoken? Go. <laughs> <laughs> Just woke. Uh anyway, and then also I ate some pizza last night. And there were jalapenos on it. Mm, got them spicy poops. <laughs> it's a sabasi going in, <laughs> sabasi going out. Do you want me to keep that in? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Um, that's good to know. Are you doing okay right now? Do you gotta, you got to take a bathroom break at any point, or did it just wake you up? Both. Oh, no, okay. I'm fine now. Okay. Uh, Anyway, sorry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, cool. Okay, so spicy pizza and grumpy and tired. Okay, um, I will say that I feel exactly the same. I yawned all day. Aww. I was like with my coworker, Brie. I don't even know if she listens, but I was so grumpy today. And I feel mm-hmm. really bad because I was just like so tired. I don't know. I think there's just – I'm ready for the school year to be over. It's still yep. cold up in Park City. It's cold mm-hmm. down here. Like, I'm just I'm, – I'm really done with winter. And so it's supposed <laughs> to get sunny. It was uh, raining on my way down the mountain. And so mm-hmm. – um, but it's clear outside. I can see outside my window. It's, it's okay. clear-ish. Um, but other than that, you know, I think anything big happened to you last week? Did you watch any good shows or – I went to go anything? see a musical – I saw that your TikTok was very funny. Thank you. I saw, well, the sound was really funny that I found. Um, I went to go see like a Broadway tour um, in Columbus of Ain't Too Proud, which Mm. is what the, the life and times of the temptations or whatever. I love the temptations. You just love music like that. I do. And like specifically Motown. And it was all about that. And I loved it. Actually, it was very sad. Uh, because hi, their lives were like not great. Um, mm-hmm. I cried like four times, but it was good. It was so good. So I was listening to Temptations today. That was kind of a nice, a good thing. Like yeah, before great. classes, and then like students came in, and I would change it to get ready mm-hmm. their song because I'm mm-hmm. like you, y'all better get ready, finish that warm up, and it's like get ready, cause here I come. Anyway, it was okay. a great musical. 
Yeah, I'm really glad. I'm glad you yeah. uh, liked it. You do love musicals, so I'm sure that's something that filled your bucket a little bit. So that's good. Yeah, I even went alone, mm. and it was perfect. I was perfectly fine. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> I went on Saturday. It was a friend's birthday, and I went to a bar called The Westerner, where <laughs> Cami, I brought Camille with us with me, yeah. um, because it was a bunch of people that I work with. And I'm close with them, but not like it's not like my core group of people that I hang out with, right. you know, at work. Yeah. Um, also I felt old because my friend was turning 26. Anyways, for her birthday. So I brought <laughs> Cammy and we walk in and I looked at her, and within five minutes, I went, Okay, so when Anna Marie comes to visit us again, we're coming here. They had square dancing, they had line, the line dancing. dancing. I oh. know I saw your video. I was jealous. They had a yeah, because I don't line dance. They had a mechanical <laughs> bowl. They had karaoke. Oh. It was oh yeah. Did you? No, there it wasn't the right crowd. I didn't know. You know, I would have had to like peel off with Cammy by myself. Okay. Yeah, but the next time. Yeah, I obviously. Can. Yeah, when you come, we're gonna go to the Westerner. So <laughs> pack, <laughs> pack four pairs of shoes instead of your usual three, including slippers. Anyway, pairs of slippers that one yeah. time. It was great. It's a. It's a great time. So anyways, that was kind of my weekend. And then Cammie and I just watched a lot of shows. Um, but yeah, so, all right, let's, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about our episode. Okay. Yeah. And this is, uh, this is your episode. So take it away, Dr. Black. Hey everyone. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere. And even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. And Brittany, tell them how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. There you go. It's been easy for us. It's been great. We're really grateful for Spotify for podcasters. Yes. With Spotify for podcasters, you can also earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And the best part of this, Anna Marie, you want to know what it is? I do. It's totally free with no catch. (gasps) And ever since we've been using Spotify for podcasters, it's been really nice to be able to upload it to different platforms. And we really love it, right? Yep, we highly recommend it. Give it a try. You can download the app, Spotify for Podcasters, or just go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Okay, guys, I love the TV show Fringe. (laughs) And I've loved it (laughs) since it debuted on September 9th, 2008. I um, remember seeing previews for it. I loved the TV show Lost uh, and the showrunner creator slash writer of Fringe is J.J. Abrams. Mm -hmm. J.J. Abrams also created and wrote and directed a lot of the TV show Lost. So I was a Lost girl. I watched (laughs) all of that. And so when Fringe started showing some of these little like, you know, previews and clips. And I noticed a little someone named Joshua Jackson in it. I thought I'm in. I'm 100% in. And it also kind of has like this weird sci-fi kind of spin. And I thought this is definitely my kind of show. Yeah. Um. So that was, you know, 2008. I um. also one last thing I want to say is Michael Giacchino is the composer 
He's my favorite composer. On my Spotify, oh, on my Spotify, like, uh, wrapped Uh for, like, four years in a row, he was my number one listen to (laughs) because he's on my dissertation writing music. Um, But he does all of the good music up. He did the music for, um, you know, Star Trek and all of these really, really great, just, like, beautiful Mm. soundtracks he lost, too. So, anyways... Um, okay, do you want to hear the blurb? Yes, I'm, of course. Okay. An FBI agent is forced to work with an institutionalized scientist and his son in order to rationalize a brewing storm of unexplained phenomena. Whew. <laughs> do you want to hear the tagline? Obviously. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's really small. Um, imagine <laughs> the impossibilities. Wow. It's, I mean, imagine the, it's usually imagine the possibilities, but this, it was imagine the impossibility. Way to go. You know, marketing on this show was fabulous. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So um, let's talk about the cast a little bit. Okay. So the main character of the show is Olivia Dunham. She's an FBI agent and she's played by Anna Torv. Where have we discussed Anna Torf before, Anna Marie? Do you remember what show? No. Okay. It was The Last of Us. She played Tess in The Last of Us. Oh, whoa. You didn't like that show, so it's fine. I blocked it out of my mind. It's all right. Okay. And then we are we have Peter Bishop. Peter Bishop is played by the love of my life actor, <laughs> Joshua Jackson. Yep. He's so wonderful. I just, I love his character. He plays uh, Walter Bishop, Dr. Walter Bishop's son in the mm-hmm. show. Um, and they're somewhat estranged. Okay. And Dr. Walter Bishop is played by John Noble. Do you mm-hmm. know who John Noble, like, do you know shows of him? Um, I, well, I should have looked him up. Like he definitely looks familiar, but I really can't place him. He was in like, I think he was in Lord of the Rings. Yep, like I think he's Lord in a Rings. lot of those kind of shows. So, um, yeah, he is a really great, quirky, institutionalized doctor. <laughs> That's who's in the blurb. He, it's about him. Uh-huh. Um, then we have Agent Astrid Farnsworth. And yeah. she kind of plays Walter Bishop's assistant um, as the show goes on. And she's played by Jessica Nicole. Do and you know let her? me tell you, I actually did recognize her. From what? <laughs> Take the lead. The dance movie? Yes. I like... I saw her in the background of like one of the scenes. She's not even introduced at all. And I was like, mm. is that the woman from Jacqueline? So there you go. That's my, like, nice. that's my knowledge base. <laughs> yeah. I like that. She's uh-huh. great. Um, you don't really see her much in this show, but yeah. she's a really fun character. In the pilot episode, you don't see much. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the next person we're going to talk about is Philip Broyles. Philip Broyles is like the head of the Homeland Security, and he's also the head agent over the fringe department of the FBI. Mm-hmm. And he's played by the late Lance Reddick, which is oh. kind of sad. He just passed away. Oh, wow. I didn't know this. That. Yeah. And I guess he was in the John Wick movie. Yeah, like which I all watched. Of them. And he was also in The Wire, which I also never watched. Isn't it show. interesting? I mean, I wouldn't say typecasted, but there's a lot of actors who like stay oh, in the same genre yeah. who I don't know. And yet they're in all these like 
really big things because I just don't watch those types of things. I think he was also in Lost and I'm pretty certain he played like the same character. So, (laughs) Um, okay. So the next character we're going to talk about is Nina Sharp. She's the head of this like huge science department lab called Massive Dynamic. And she's played by Blair Brown. We have Charlie Francis, Agent Charlie Francis, who is one of Olivia's partners eventually. Um, And he is played by Kirk Acevedo. Acevedo. Uh, And then the last character we're going to kind of talk about is uh, Agent John Scott, who is Olivia's partner and lover, secret lover. And he's played by Mark Valley. Yep. So that's our cast. What do you think? Pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's a it's an attractive cast. I mean, uh, Dr. Walter Bishop. <laughs> I mean, he really does it for yeah. you. But let me just talking about math and stuff. You're, just wait. Yeah, but I want to say um, Anna Torv, and mm-hmm. may, I guess I just did not re- realize this in The Last of Us, maybe because of how she was like makeup mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she to me. If I squint my eyes and look sideways, she is Kate Blanchett. And so I'm oh. literally watching the whole pilot, which it is so long. It's an hour and 20 yeah. minutes. Um, yeah. It's practically a movie. I actually did watch the second episode, so I feel like I've seen a lot. And the whole time I'm like, oh, Kate Blanchett. And then I kind of look at her and I was like, no, that's not her. But like, it yeah. Is. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, I agree with you on that. She's also Australian. Oh, well, isn't Kate yeah. Blanchett? I think she's British, but yeah. All right. Yeah, look at <laughs> one more thing they have in common. <laughs> so right? is John Noble. He's British too, I think. Not Joshua Jackson. He's from Canada. Uh, pure. Oh, I was gonna say pure American, but nope. <laughs> pure North American. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Let's discuss the plot, shall we? So the episode opens up on an airplane. Um, mm-hmm. I did love this because they were speaking German. Hey. Did you understand it? A little bit. Ambition, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, only a little bit because, like, they're not really speaking German well. But anyway. Sure. Um, it's a flight from Hamburg. And all of a sudden, there's, like, crazy turbulence. And you can tell people are getting, like, really kind of nervous. I mean, I get nervous on planes with a lot of turbulence, especially yeah. when you're over the ocean. Uh-huh. And <laughs> anyway, there you see this man um, and he's like sweating bullets, like more than a normal person would really at that, in that situation. Mm-hmm. And um, he just like pulls out this briefcase and gets this um, needle. And I guess it's kind of like a insulin shot or it's like for diabetic or something. And mm-hmm. he gives himself the shot. And then, oh my God. I know. I thought about this part and I thought, <laughs> oh, damn it. I forgot. <laughs> you forgot to give Andrea a warning. Gee, also, I, the first thing in my notes, you see all this cap? Brittany could have warned me that the first part <laughs> of the pilot was gross. <laughs> it's so gross. Do you want me to describe it? Yes. Everybody starts melting. That's basically what happened. So imagine watching this on live TV in 2008. Yeah. And you're just like not even prepared. Because they were pretty vague about like what the show was going to be about when it first. But like, oh, everybody starts melting. People are screaming. Like, but it's interesting because it's kind of dark. So you see what's happening, but it's not like 
super graphic, but then it is. So, okay, keep going. Well, so it's crazy. And it's just, I mean, it seems like it's happening with everyone, but it started with that man. And fun, yes. And interesting fact, every single episode starts with a type of event like that. Yes. But not always that gross, but some of them are. Yeah. Anyways, okay. The second episode was kind of freaky. Um, And then it just like cuts to um we meet olivia dunham and she's mm-hmm. in bed with another agent uh what's his name john scott, scott. John, john scott john scott okay and don't trust never trust a man with two first names that's what i always say <laughs> that's funny mm-hmm. and um so you can tell they're together he actually says i love you to her and then she doesn't respond her phone rings and she's like called away and um She's called to this. Is a plane crash? No, the plane landed. No, the plane lands. So they put it on autopilot and the plane just lands. So she's called in. Yeah. And this is where we meet Agent um, Charlie. Charlie. What's his last name? Charlie Francis and um, Agent Broyles. Yes. And Broyles doesn't like Olivia. Oh, And you my find gosh. out the reason why he doesn't like Olivia is because his friend got accused of like sexually harassing assaulting. or assaulting three women it's super outdated and also they it, i just don't like it so he doesn't like olivia because she was kind of the whistleblower this guy gets you know taken off anyway right um so he's just really harsh to her and she's like i want to be a part so they go into the plane and she sees all this disgusting stuff and it's yeah gross it's really terrible yeah so they end up going to a storage facility agent dunham they get like some sort of tip so olivia and john go to the storage unit and they're talking and they find this weird like unit that has rats and all this stuff anyways somebody's running away and agent scott runs after him and then there's this huge explosion and we see olivia fly back anyways she wakes up in the hospital asks where agent scott is and he's been put into like this coma induced state and you see that his body is starting to become translucent kind of like all of the people on the plane but the difference with this strand is it's not contagious so Mm -hmm. everything on the plane was contagious this one is not so they discover that there's one person in this world who can come up with a (laughs) cure and that person happens to be dr walter bishop who used to be a harvard professor but he's been institutionalized due to one of his lab assistants dying in a fire because he was doing some weird experimental things Mm. so he's been institutionalized for the last 17 years you want me to go off on 17 yes just for five seconds okay let me just so let me just say this okay 17, there's a Yale study that says 17 is the most common random two-digit number generated Mm. by humans. If it's Mm. computers, it's 19. I challenge all these listeners to just open your ears to every single freaking time that 17 is used randomly to say, like, this man was institutionalized 17 years ago, or the patient was brought in at 17 minutes past midnight, or just like all these things, 17. And I'm annoyed that it came up so many times. And that's my rant. Okay. And also, I just want to let everybody know I've heard this rant 30 times. Sorry, I should have said, dang it. I should have said, I've heard this rant 17 (laughs) 17 times. times. 17,000 times. 17 million times. Every single time the number 17 comes on to any show or anybody says it, it's, I get an eye roll and a uh, 17. I got three texts. Or I just text you now. I used to 
Yeah, I used to keep a journal in my purse and I would like write things down. Anyway, go on. Okay. So the only way they can have access to Walter Bishop, though, is by finding his son, who has been estranged. We talk about his son, Mm -hmm. uh, Peter Bishop. Peter Bishop is a high school dropout and he has an IQ of 190. Did you know that? Um, And he was also a college chemistry professor on fake credentials. Anyway, so he's kind of a... I don't want to use the word shyster. That's not the right word. He's kind of like a... Catch me if you can. Yeah, like a catch me if you can kind of person. But he is really smart. But he's the only person who can get Walter out of the hospital. Because he's his son. Yeah. So Olivia finds him. She does all this blackmail, basically saying like, (laughs) (laughs) this is my favorite line. Well, it's not my... There's a couple of lines I love. But she says, she's looking at his rap sheet. And she's like, you owe money to a guy whose nickname is Big Eddie? And he says, No. I owe money to a guy who legally changed his name to Big Eddie. <laughs> so it's clear Peter has like a strained relationship with Walter. He hasn't seen him for 17 plus years. They come to the hospital. He doesn't want to go in. He goes in. And the first thing Walter says to him is, it's, which is my favorite. He says, he's not as fat <laughs> as he expected. <laughs> he's like, what? You are a fat child. So anyways, um, that's basically his first introduction. So, mm-hmm. We go through this whole series of events. He wants his lab in Harvard. Um, there's all these like weird demands. So they bring Agent Scott's body, not body, they bring Agent Scott to this lab and Walter's trying to find some cure for mm-hmm. him. But before they find a cure, they need to find out what this stuff is and who created it. And so Walter says that he has this very odd um mm-hmm experiment thing where he'll load Olivia up with drugs and put her in a a deprivation sensory deprivation tank and connect some some electrodes to agent scott Mm -hmm. it's so that um it's like her brain waves can match his brain waves and ultimately like communicate with him in his like comatose state which is just that's crazy and and this is so that she can see the face of the man who like blew up (laughs) Yeah. Um, but so there's several things that I thought about in the sensory deprivation tank. One, it's like straight out of Stranger Things. Like Stranger Things, like the exact same thing was what Eleven does, and I think that they were definitely inspired by Fringe. But the hmm. second thing I thought of was what, Anna Marie? Um, was it the time that you, me, and Kim went to a saltwater floating tank? Yes, it was. And um, I got motion sick. Me too. It was like they would like heat the temperature of the water to your body. So it's like 100 degrees and you're just like floating naked in this like salt. And one, I have like sensitive skin. So my skin's like burning. I'm trying to like clear my mind. And then all of a sudden I'm like starting to feel nauseous so oh well then on um, me on the other hand i have this I, what's it called um claustrophobia or something no oh yeah, that's right. can can kinda, your- yeah my pulse like in my ear or whatever and so you're in this water tank and you have the ear um plugs in your ear so that the water doesn't get in and like hurt you mm-hmm. well so you're supposed to be like you know calm and like clearing your mind and all i can freaking hear is my heartbeat Mm -hmm. (laughs) just booming and i just was like okay i don't need this so throughout this whole since throughout this whole um scene we find out who this man was olivia finds out that he used to work at this place called massive dynamic and this is where we meet nina sharp Mm -hmm. and she talks about william bell william 
Bell is like the head of Massive Dynamic. And we also find out that Walter Bishop was partners with him at Harvard. So it's this elusive kind of person. And we honestly don't even meet him till the end of season one. And do you want to know who he's played by? Yes. Leonard Nimoy. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, But anyways... We meet we meet Nina. She's a very interesting person. Um, but all of this to say is we find out that she has a higher security clearance than Olivia. Mm. Olivia is then kind of petitioned by Broyles to join this fringe because of the pattern that's happening. And that's what they call all of these events. And she says, no, I just want my life to go back to normal. So what ends up happening is Walter creates an anecdote to save Agent Scott. Mm-hmm. He wakes up, he goes to the hospital. Olivia's like overjoyed, of course. Um, and throughout this whole thing, like we see that Walter actually really is this genius. He creates all oh, of this yeah. stuff, he finds it. And so we also see that the man who blew up <laughs> Agent Scott basically is now at the hospital as well. They've like found him and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he tells Olivia, here's this document. Like I recorded who I was talking to. There's an inside man and the FBI who I was talking to. And she goes, well, who was it? And he goes, I can't tell you, but it's recorded. And I buried the recording. And it's like, ugh. I also was like, man, this is so dated because she like has a tape player in her car. I was yeah. like, like, you know, like a handheld tape. Yeah. So anyways, Olivia, here's the recording. And it ended up being that the double agent was John Scott her lover and her partner were you shocked by that i actually was Mm -hmm. because who was i thinking of i thought it was gonna be charlie francis (gasps) charlie because he was he's like a little too friendly with her for me Mm -hmm. like they must Mm -hmm. be close they've had a lot of history it's almost to the point in my mind where it's like he likes her but he knows that she's with John Scott yeah. and then yeah. you like hear the voice and you recognize certain things that John Scott had said and you're like oh my gosh yeah I was shocked she finds out it's her lover she races races back to the hospital tells Charlie station people outside of him go check on this man but will um John Scott has already smothered him to death and he's left the hospital okay <laughs> so Oh, there's a huge chase involved. His car flips and Olivia, you know, he dies in Olivia's arms, basically saying mm-hmm. like, don't trust anyone. And he doesn't ever tell her who he works, who he works for. So Olivia decides that she's going to stay in this field and she's interested because of all these things that are happening. And so she petitions um, Peter and says, we need your dad. And he goes, yes, my dad told me about all the work that he and William Bell did and the plane is just the beginning. Mm. And so he decides to stay. And so that's kind of the last we see of that crew. But the very end of the episode, we see a man wheeling agent Scott's body down a hallway. And then we see Nina sharp and she says, how long has he been dead? And the man says five hours. And she says, question him. Meaning, there's ways to question the dead. Dun, 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 dun. And that's the end of the episode. Wow. So yeah, it's a great episode. I, yeah. Okay. What are you thinking? I don't know. I want to talk about those symbols. Yeah. Um, okay. So in between commercial breaks. Yeah. Back when always, I work like commercials. A, yeah. There's always a flash 
of like a random picture. And when you look at the picture, you're kind of like, okay, it's a leaf or, oh, it's an apple or it's a frog. It's a hand. But then when you actually look at all of them, you notice that there's different symbols or patterns within it. So like the apple has two embryos as seeds and the leaf has a A triangle. triangle. Yeah. And the frog has some weird symbol. Hmm? Fee. The the Greek letter. Okay. And then the, no, I'm glad you knew that. Cause I was like, I know it's some kind of letter. Um, and then there's the hand, the hand has, has six fingers. Yep. And then there's a the butterfly with like metal in the wings. And- oh, and then in the second episode, there's a Lily, which makes sense because the woman's middle name has Lily mm-hmm. in it. But then also yeah. there's a little dot. There's a light uh-huh. dot that is in a different corner. Yeah. Like around these symbols. And it's yeah. like, what in the world? Yep. And I am all for this. Like, I love symbols and, like, cryptography and things like that. And, like, I love patterns. Um, and so because we see that uh, in front of the commercial breaks and stuff, it's like a black screen with just this, like, almost like a X-ray, X-ray. image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Like, there's no explanation. It's just that. And it blacks out. And then the show comes back. But then... Right at that last scene, when John Scott was like, his body was wheeled into, you know, the questioning room or whatever, on the, the like, access panel that the man used to, I don't know, gain access to the room, you see the leaf. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, and I'm just like, what? I know. So. And so you start to kind of, like, see that there's patterns in the <gasps> show. Patterns. And I will quote the wonderful Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec (laughs) when he was, I think he was um, unemployed (laughs) and he says, I went back to season one of fringe to check for plot holes as suspected. It's airtight. (laughs) So if you like Ben Wyatt, you're going to like this show. It is airtight and it's so good from start to finish. Okay. Mm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I kind of want to discuss. Well, I kind of want to talk about, um, so it isn't until we actually meet Dr. Uh, Walter Bishop that mm-hmm. I even understand why the show is called Fringe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, he's a scientist, but he does, he works in fringe science. It's like, it's on the fringe yeah. of really, you know, academic factual science and then almost this like mystical magical aspect that people like don't believe is real i mean the fact that you match your brain waves and you can talk to someone who's like dead or you can look at somebody's eyeball and see the last thing that they saw like it's just it sounds ridiculous and so (laughs) in that moment i was like oh that's why it's called french it's called french because he's a french scientist and that's also the name of the fbi so they call it the French department or French unit or something. So it's like double. Because it's French science. Because it's French science. Yeah. What I love about this show, whenever I explain, when people ask me like, what is this show about? I always say it's like X-Files without uh-huh. the paranormal. Mm. It's X-Files with science. Yeah. And so all of the characters and all of the situations can be explained through science and through technology. However, I will say that within this show, they also figure out somewhat time travel. There's multiverse universes. Oh, geez. It's a parallel universe. And it is 
mind blowing. So the mm-hmm. first episode, and I'm we'll get into this with my ratings. It's kind of like uh, it just seems like every other Fox show where you're like, okay, it's good. It's not as good as the Lost pilot. However, it's interesting, and I freaking love Joshua Jackson, so I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> and then as the show gets going, you're like. Oh, like season three and four have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. Okay, let's get into our let's get into the rating. Should we do that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Hey everyone, wanna make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. And Brittany, tell them how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. There you go. It's been easy for us. It's been great. We're really grateful for Spotify for Podcasters. Yes. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can also earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And the best part of this, Anna Marie, you want to know what it is? I do. It's totally free with no catch. (gasps) And ever since we've been using Spotify for Podcasters, it's been really nice to be able to upload it to different platforms. And we really love it, right? Yep, we highly recommend it. Give it a try. You can download the app, Spotify for Podcasters, or just go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. All right, so IMDb, I was disappointed, I will be honest. Okay. IMDb's overall rating is 8.4. I know that's still high, (laughs) but it's just interesting to me. I don't know why. I think I expected it to be higher. And the episode one, I actually expected this to be lower. It was 8.1. Hmm. So anyways, Rotten Tomato, this was interesting. And I was disappointed in this. The tomato meter for like overall the series is 90%. So that's pretty high. The critics review 90%. And the audience score is 79%. Lower. I was surprised by that, right? It's the opposite. I do think that like Lost and like some of the other shows that get canceled or they kind of have like an end, I think the last season of Fringe only has like eight episodes and it wasn't Uh. like not everybody liked it. So I don't know that everybody likes the ending. I loved it and I am a critic. Like I'm critical of shows that don't have good endings Mm -hmm. and I liked it. However, I have not watched it since I watched it week by week by week. So right now I'm rewatching the whole series. And so I'm excited about that. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on those ratings? Well, no, I mean, it is kind of shocking. Usually the tomato meter is like lower Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. the viewers. So that is kind of shocking, but I don't know. I feel like it kind of, they're still pretty high so I feel like it kind of fits yeah it's definitely I want to say uh I don't know if I would say like a niche Mm -hmm. show but like I feel like not everyone is gonna watch it you know I I I mean I have never seen it up until this point because Mm -hmm. it's not my thing and also I don't know I was in like high school slash early college at the time Mm -hmm. and so we didn't watch things like that I had just finished college. <laughs> it's fine. We watched, um, you know, How I Met Your Mother and Big Bang Theory, but not mm-hmm, Fringe. Mm-hmm. 
So, okay, I found an article from like the first review back in 2008. Cool. And it's from AV Club. Basically, this article talks about how Olivia is a little bit hardened at the beginning and you're kind of like not cheering for her. Mm. Um, And it talks about how Fringe has a really good opening scene in a pilot, uh, which is as immediately interesting as like Lost. So Lost's opening scene was so fascinating as well and had a plane in it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I also found this article really quickly from Multiversity Comics by Quinn Tasson. And it says, five thoughts on Fringe's pilot. She says, it's a shockingly good pilot. Number two, I thought you'd be fatter. (laughs) That line, Walter's first upon seeing his estranged son for the first time in years, is not only pitch perfect, but indicative of so much of what works about this pilot. I think that's what is so great about this show. And like, I find myself like laughing out loud at some of the comments and some of the dialogue that Mm -hmm. happens, especially between Walter and Peter. Yeah. And so it is interesting to see in this pilot episode, how they set that up and the annoyance that Peter has. And he doesn't call him dad. He calls him Walter. Right. And yeah, it's just really interesting. Mm -hmm. That's it. I read a review and it's just, it was like on Google. So somebody just some schmo. And he said something like he had watched it live, you know, whenever it came out and he hadn't watched it again until now. And he's like marathoning it. And he's like, I wanted to see how it held up in Mm -hmm. today's world. And also just like the sci-fi aspect, because like, you know, when you see a movie in the moment, you're like, wow, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Side note, like I had just watched Toy Story the other day because of my students and in the day, Toy Story was like freaking awesome. And now you watch it and you're like, wow, you can tell like it's old, you know, with yeah, the animation. Yeah. I feel like that's how sci-fi sometimes goes. Anyway, sure. this man, this uh, reviewer said, no, it's it's still great. And it's actually it's actually better than like current sci-fi shows. And yeah. even though I haven't seen the whole thing and I've only seen the first two episodes, I mean, I can kind of understand like. Or I believe that that would be true. A hundred percent. And like, so even with like the melting bodies, like the fact that <laughs> some of the graphics are like in the dark, so you don't really see that it's like happening, happening. I think it holds up as well as X-Files does. Uh, uh-huh. And so X-Files is more about, it's less about the graphics. And I think with this show, it's the same. It's less about the graphics and more about just like the story arc and the storyline. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, some of the episodes are pretty scary. Some of the monsters or some of the like storylines are just really bizarre. However, they all connect and it is fascinating to kind of see how it comes Mm -hmm. together as the Mm -hmm. series goes on. I'll be honest. I think that the pilot episode does a really good job opening up this world, but I don't think that each character is portrayed to the level that they are endeared. Mm -hmm. So in the first episode, I really didn't like Olivia. And up until like episode six, I really didn't like her. <laughs> I love Joshua Jackson's character. I love Peter Bishop. I love Walter. Walter is probably the one that is. He He's like solid and Astrid as well, but you don't really see her. And Nina. But right. like Olivia and Peter, to me, you just don't get the like chemistry that they really have as the series right. moves on. I can see that. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about our ratings? Uh, yeah. Do you want me okay, to go first? Yeah, go first, please. All righty. Um, our four categories uh, are in 
this order <laughs> acting in care i don't know acting in characters <clears throat> soundtrack script and then mix may want to watch it more and it's all out of five flames because we want to sh- say is this show lit or not also it's not out of five lights pilot lights we yeah. are the pilot lights because <laughs> we see the we flames the pilot lights. you listeners are the pilot lights okay keep yeah on. all right acting and characters out of five i gave it four okay and um it goes according to what you were literally just saying um about how in the pilot even though it is an hour and 20 minutes which is practically a movie and i feel like i should be in love with them or not by that time um you don't really get to know the characters like that well. Um, the acting, like, I think the acting is really good. I do yeah. have to say, though, the scene where she is in the tank and is like her brain. So she's, I don't even know. It's hard to explain. But she is talking with John Scott, who's, you know, in a coma. Um, it's so awkward and and I know that it's like supposed to be weird because it's not really them. It's like their brain waves. Yeah. But it was just like too weird. And also I was like, why is it weird? So I don't know. Um, I didn't like that. So <laughs> it brought it down to a four. <laughs> um, soundtrack. Okay. I love that you have mentioned that the composer is like your favorite composer. I love those types of facts. And that's really cool that they're that they're not just like picking and choosing normal everyday songs or whatever i i feel like i at least from what i remember all of the songs were just instrumental like i don't think they were actually you know Mm-mm. you didn't hear rihanna in the background or whatever Mm-mm. um so it and it's it's like really big like band orchestra type of um well orchestration there's one moment though and it was like during a big moment, like they were kind of having a breakthrough at one point with like the doctor and whatever. And so I could tell there was like a lot of big sounds. <laughs> I It had to do with like the chords that were played, but it literally sounded to me like a high school band was playing <laughs> and things were out of tune. Oh my God. However, thinking about that it's like well i know it's supposed to be that way right mm-hmm. like clearly mm-hmm. they're not going to have out of tune instruments but it's like it's supposed to have that like dissonance but also be kind of uplifting it's really cool so i am giving the soundtrack 4.5 out of okay. 5 okay and this is just for pilot i'm sure you know i'd love it afterwards the especially script- because when hold on especially because when you find out they have a musical episode oh you're gonna love that what uh, you don't like it Honestly, I usually hate the musical episodes of shows that are not musicals. It's like, I think you might like this one. Who are you appealing to? And I think you would like this one. You okay? Keep going. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. Keep going. That's fine. For script, uh, I'm giving four point five. Usually in shows like this, and and I'm talking about like really dramatic thriller. Um, like informative shows where there's like a lot of stuff going on, a lot of people. So it brings me back to like the Americans that we did mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. long time ago, or even the last of us where there's just like a lot going on. Usually I personally have a hard time following shows like that where I'm like, sure. who's that? What are they talking about? And I just don't care enough to figure it out. I 
followed this very well. Like I think the script, the introductions of things, the explanations of things like felt um, organic, like in the moment uh, mm-hmm. in those scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they did a really good job. <laughs> I do have to say there are times when uh, Peter Bishop, so Joshua Jackson would like say little funny things um to lighten the mood and also he's like opposing his dad because he's crazy and all that stuff at some point i'm just like you're not helping like the little things you're saying like (laughs) they're kind of funny but also they're unnecessary so to me i I feel like it's part of his character right like he's the funny cute guy but in the moment i don't know i was just like "Eh, i don't need that so 4.5 makes me want to watch it more four out of five Okay. Okay. I actually do want to watch more. I did already watch the second episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the symbols that we kind of mentioned yeah. and the mysteries. I I love science. I also love you know almost unexplainable type of things. Like I'm a very spiritual person, so I do kind of like the mix of those things. Sure. Um. So four out of five. Really. What brings it down is the grossness. Okay. Like, I <laughs> if that is the pilot episode and the second episode is not great either, um, I just, I have a hard time with things like that. So, yeah. Overall, if I really were to average it, it would be 4.375 out of five. Okay. Um, yeah. I will round down to four overall out of five just because it's a little too gross for me. But if mm-hmm. I were to just, I don't know, close my eyes or whatever. I could get you through. Know what, you know what you could do? If you do like this show, what you could do is look up parent reviews of when <laughs> things are going to happen so you can see what it's going to be and then fast forward it. Remember how you guys always had me do that? Remember Crimson Peak? Hmm? Remember when that was a love well, story and it wasn't? you just did that on your own. We didn't make Yeah, you because it that. makes me, no, but it makes me anxious when I know people are going to be uncomfortable. So I <laughs> Google things ahead of time. Okay. It's my anxiety. Um, Okay, that's actually higher than I expected it to be. TV oh, really? From me? Yeah, for sure. Right. Okay, so my turn. I think yeah. that one, your stuff, that's like a very fair assessment. And I think for Thank the pilot you. episode, I would agree on a lot of those. Uh-huh. Acting, I'm going to say 4.5 for the pilot episode. Okay, okay. I want to preface this with every category for the series, in my opinion, would be five out of five. Ooh. And I mean that. I solidly mean that. But I'm going to go through the pilot episode. And I'm going to say, if I were to watch this for the first time, how would I be looking at it? Okay, so 4.5. I've already kind of said, I don't think that the actors really, the characters are really super developed. Mm -hmm. You're introduced to them. You kind of get the idea of who they are. But I feel like the story drives the plot and instead of the characters and in this first episode whereas Mm -hmm. i see that with this series it shifts to the other way so even though there's like a huge storyline and this huge like universe that happens it's all driven by the characters and their relationships and you don't necessarily get that in the first one and also i really don't like olivia at all in the first episode (laughs) and that sucks because she is one of my favorite like like fictional characters i think she's so cool because she's not super girly but she's feminine and she always just looks very simple. And I think that that's a really cool thing for girls to see of a main character is that she's strong. She's kind of like badass. I don't know if I can keep that word in there, but Mm -hmm. she is like, she's just this like stoic person. And I love that about her. Also freaking Joshua Jackson. I love him. And his character is him. Like he's Pacey Witter kind of. 
<laughs> okay. The music, I'm honestly meaning this when I say I could give it 10 out of five Ooh. because I, it has done, and I'm not being, I'm not being dramatic when I say that the music in this has like, is one of those uh, scores that has like emotionally impacted me as a human. I connect with it. My little brother and I talk about it all the time because he also loves Fringe. And it's just so beautiful and haunting and it matches the story and the mood. And like, you notice that there's different like variations of a song that go with a specific character Mm, as you watch the series. And so you all know that I'm like, I love music. It impacts me emotionally, spiritually, physically. And this is one of those shows. And honestly, like my dissertation writing playlist featured so much of this show Mm -hmm. and it just, it's so calming and beautiful and haunting at the same time. And so I could give that top five out of five. The plot for the pilot episode, I'm going to say four and a half. Uh, I'm going to say, I think I'm going to say 4.75. Like I said, it feels very rushed, but also it's like a really good setup. And I think that the storyline is really interesting. So I'm intrigued by what is going to come from it. So I want to say like the plot of the whole series is five. The plot of the pilot maybe quite isn't at five. I'm going to actually round up and say five (laughs) (laughs) because of how I know how the show goes. I like how each storyline is set up. Each episode has the same kind of, the same kind of formula. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's a really cool thing that they keep throughout the whole series. Mm -hmm. Makes me want to watch it more. Honestly, five out of five. I obviously loved this show enough when it first debuted that I watched it week by week for five years um, or four oh. years, however long it was on television. I love the show. I think it's intriguing. It's exciting. It makes me want to keep watching it. I still want to keep watching it because I know if I get past the first six episodes of season one, I'm hooked for the whole series. So mm. that's why I want to keep watching it. Overall, I think I'm going to give my score for the pilot episode 4.75. Which is no hard rounding. for me. No, no round. <laughs> no, no rounding for the pilot. It's not my favorite pilot. I actually think it's one of my least favorite pilots of one of my favorite shows. Um, it is in my top five favorite shows, and the pilot is not indicative of how great the show is. So if you do watch the pilot and you think eh, it's good, just give it season one. Mm-hmm. Like I know that's a lot to ask. Give it season one, and I promise you'll be hooked and you'll want to kind of keep going because that season finale of season one is just like, what? It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So that and, is. And we yeah. said the pilot episode is an hour and 20 minutes, but the other ones are just like 50 minutes if you're streaming it. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like you're really sitting there like five ever to watch it. So, no. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's like they used to do that back in the mid 2000 like they would make the pilot episode longer because it was like this huge event like lost was so long also yeah so anyways um (laughs) thank you for indulging me and watching fringe we will be watching more shows with joshua jackson um but this is just our first one so okay i look forward to that yeah i was actually surprised that i was intrigued as much as i was but you know what like you know that i have watched the show grim yeah and it can be very gross and there are things that i hate about it um yeah but it it's one of those shows and i feel like this is 
like that where it's the what's that phrase like monster of the week oh yeah yeah where, yeah. like each yeah. episode really has like its own plot mm-hmm. and yet there are connections between everything and like everything really does fit together and i yeah. I, I enjoy and appreciate shows where everything fits together because i love that mystery and and like things like that the pattern i like that yeah, I <laughs> so anyway yeah thanks for making me watch it of course thanks for watching so you can stream all seasons of fringe on hbo max um i would just highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in sci-fi and a little bit they're okay with gore and some confusing plot lines but are it is as ben wyatt said airtight <laughs> Yeah. Okay. What are we doing next week, Anna Marie? All right. Next week, I want to take it back a little much farther than 2008. Um, We're going to do the pilot episode of Seinfeld. Ooh. And it's going to be such a lovely episode because we're going to have our second guest on and who's it going to be? It's going to be our baby, Camille Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh, Camille man. Fitzgerald. Uh, um, the thing is, when we had Kyle on, Kyle loves loves Golden Girls. That's why we had him on. Mm-hmm. We're having Cammie on because next week's her birthday. <laughs> and also, Golden we just girl. freaking love Cammie. And you guys have all heard of Cammie. So now you get to hear her in the flesh. <laughs> anyways so yeah look forward to next week it's gonna be great i'm excited to watch seinfeld and yeah all right yeah thanks for listening everyone thanks for listening have a great week ciao not sorry it's the world like how do people oh remember christina she had no idea what i was talking about when i'm like the spicy poops (laughs) she she has never experienced that and i'm just like what in the world does the capsaicin just like not affect her or people it's just crazy to me what maybe it's just i'm really white oh capsaicin what the hell is that isn't that the stuff in peppers i've never heard that that are spicy all right Well, I mean, I'm impressed. Thanks.